happy holidays. Jingle bell, jingle bell. Does this help? Really? This is how we're opening this? Yeah. As much as I think, I, I know that our listeners do come and want to hear our voices. I don't know if they're up for listening to us, you know, sing. Excuse me, I'm a very good singer. I said us together. I mean, as a unit, we have to think of some of the parts, not just <laughs> your individual greatness. About it. <laughs> yeah, but then I would have to join on, right? Uh, you can't sit out a jingle bell, so you become the Grinch. The person yeah. that doesn't sing jingle that bells. Was, that was the intention. Of portraying me as the Grinch of the show? Yeah. Okay. No? You want to be Santa? I'm really glad that I chose not, like... I was comfortable enough to not wear my green hoodie. Otherwise, this would have just landed very badly for me. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, I'll be the Grinch. I like Grinch better than Santa, by the way. He has a personality. Santa is predictable and fat and old. Did you see, by the way, there's a meme going around of this very, like, uh, this old guy with a long beard, but very slim and fit. And he's like, you know, this is what happens after Santa joins the plant-based diet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Except Chirag. So welcome to the uh, sort of our December episode of the last episode of 2020, which has been a fabulous year for everybody. Our let's close this shitty year episode. <laughs> oh my God. Basically. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there are moments when I wake up and I look at the, like, I look at the calendar and I'm like, how is it the 20th or 21st of December or whatever? Or how is it Christ- almost Christmas? And then there's another part of me that is like, this is over? Like, is it, can, what? I, I just, it's so weird. This year has been a time warp. For me, it's mostly the second part. Every day I'm just like, how the hell is 2020 over already? Yeah. It just started because if you remember, uh, it was my real birthday in um, 2020. I know. February. And that doesn't feel like it was that long ago somehow. That was 10 months ago, that yeah. nice big party where I don't know how many people would have gotten COVID without noticing. <laughs> oh, dear God, I don't think we should. <laughs> I did. <laughs> what do you mean you did? I got a very bad flu after that party. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you were really sick, right? Now I look back, I feel like that was COVID. Maybe. Anyway, let's not uh, diagnose ourselves here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a fun party, though. We had this amazing, um, what was it a tofu-based cheesecake, I think? I don't, I don't really know, but it was a delicious oh, cheesecake. Oh my God. The chocolate dripping yeah. everywhere, man. That was so good. <laughs> what about that? Yeah. So that was the last hurrah before a big change for you this year as well, which also obviously impacted the two vegans who are now international because we have one person based in Dubai and the other one based in... I'm passing the lead to you here. Oh, we, got, we don't have to do this every time. I think people just know I live in Amsterdam. <laughs> it's, never, it's not like Amsterdam every time. Why not? Maybe like, there's a new, she's too excited. Maybe there's a new listener and they, you know, they don't know yet. If it's a new listener, then I don't think they care that I used to live in Dubai. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Wow, this was well planned. I mean, this is, if anybody had any doubt, this is proof that we, this is not a scripted show, right? Like this is a show where we're really genuine and raw with each other. And this is proof of that because sometimes we reach dead ends like this. Yeah. And I can't believe you guys spend that hour listening to us, hoping that this would be a well done scripted show. No, well done and scripted are different things, right? 
Well, the point is we're not we're not doing rehearse like opinions. This is actually our genuine, you know, feedback on different things. Okay. So in case you guys are new to the show, one of the most important things that you need to know about us is that Chirag has no sense of humor. Uh, and I, on the other hand, joke about everything. So very often during the show, I'll be cracking a joke and Chirag will just kind of put all fire and then some water on it. So I think what we wanted to talk about today was kind of, we wanted to, I guess, recap the year a little bit, uh, talk about some interesting happenings that have been going on in the vegan world over the last year. No, I think it would just be good to kind of reminisce this year that went by super fast uh, and think of some of the um, highlights, whether positive or negative, that we experienced. Um, I think it started off with... um, the Australian bushfires that, well, they were mostly last year, but they kind of trickled down early this year as well. And all the devastating loss of wildlife, of forests, of environment in general. Um, And just a kind of a reminder to people that factory farming is not just only animal abuse, but it is literally taking away all the green resources of the world on which humans are dependent on. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is the and biggest source of uh, deforestation, right? And this is something that it's. It's. It's an odd thing that, like, statistically, it's there. The numbers are there. Everything is known, and yet it's something that we just do not talk about. Um, in terms of the fact that, like, obviously, we talk about deforestation as being such a dangerous thing, and I, everybody stands up for that, uh, but they don't understand the how the rate at which deforestation happens um, because we need places to feed the animals we want to grow to you know, feed humans, A. Uh, and then B, where there were a lot of reports coming out during those bushfires as well, that like one of the bigger reasons for um, the way it was spreading and stuff is because the wild, the, the tree life, like the plant life has been impacted there, right? So you have a lot of dead trees, you have a lot of uh, broken ecosystems um, that that have added to why these things have become more and more prevalent with time. And I think it's something, it's crazy to me as well that like, I mean, this year has been crazy in so many ways, and obviously, like, pretty much one piece of news has dominated everything that we've done, uh, you know, especially over the last eight, nine, ten months. But it's crazy that, like, I mean, some of these news, I mean, when we were going through this for this episode as well, like, it just seemed so long ago that, that it, it just kind of forgotten that they had even happened, that actually happened this year, which I think is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah and it's just... Yeah, I just the the gut-wrenching images of all those kangaroos and mm. all the wildlife that actually caught fire. Um, I'm hoping that it has been an eye-opener for most people to try and understand where their food comes from and um, how a lot of things are affected and not just we're not just a bunch of people who cry about animal cruelty uh, and who don't understand your idea of um, circle of life or survival of the fittest. It's just much, much deeper than that, the impact that you have on this planet um, because of just based on your uh, taste buds. So I guess that's one of the highlights I wanted to point out that um, uh, we had quite in our faces before the pandemic kicked in. Um, Which, I mean, again, pandemic was something that kind of had already surfaced actually back in November, right? I think the first uh, the first official case was in November 
Um, I mean, you know, there was, there's been tons of reports and things about how, um, you know, for nearly three months, this is something that wasn't effectively disclosed and, and so on. And so, but all of those, like those things aside, I think it's, it's also one of those things. And we, we covered that on our episodes where we talked about COVID and sort of the prevalence and what's been going on um, about how this is almost kind of, it's almost payback, right? And I think a lot of the stuff that we see, including even the bushfires to some extent, I mean, uh, if you look at it from a philosophical point of view, uh, being this thing is kind of mother nature's kind of, you know, is hurting and bleeding, and it's kind of this really tough situation because we have just we've really like gone overboard by any metric that you would see, right? Um, if you look at the, um, you know, there there is a there is a there is a data point every year that comes out that you know this is the point at which we've generated more waste than we can recycle or that we can get rid of in a given year, and then this year that that. Uh, it, it happened, I think, in, in September. It was like a month behind because actually we everybody had gone into lockdowns and actually were not consuming at the rates uh, and being out and, you know, all of that. Um, so, it, which is, what was shocking to me was the fact that, like, holy crap, this actually happens in August every year, right? Like, that's like, that's barely halfway through the year or just over halfway through the year, right? There's like, we, we produce waste five months in the year after that. The, uh, four, four months plus after that, that cannot be accounted for, cannot be managed, cannot be anything, right? And that's what we're doing. And every year that number gets smaller and smaller. I mean, this year we see a reset because of the pandemic, not because we decided to step up and actually do something about the waste or about the pollution, about the destruction. Um, I think then according to me, uh, a pretty positive highlight was... Um I don't know if it was this year, I think it was this year, was uh, Walking Phoenix's speech uh, at the 2020 Oscars. I think for me, it was such a proud moment um, because now here was a celebrity who's actually using his stardom, his celebrity status to uh, put out a real message and not just thank his dogs and his neighbors for where he is and um, actually talk about something that, um, I don't know, kind of is an eye-opener for people. Uh, to see where we are, where the planet is currently, and that we don't have any more time to waste. Uh, and his speech was beautiful. I think he had a few references of his um, late brother. Um, and I, I think that speech was phenomenal. I think it was quite um, a trending topic online um, for a couple of months. Um, so I think that was beautiful. And also the fact that he's so good looking and he was so good in Joker. And that he totally deserved that Oscar. I think it's and interesting. And his hair is amazing. I think it's interesting as well. Uh, you know, we've uh, covered more than once on the show. Uh, again, you know, this talk about the celebrities. And, and I, I want to talk a little bit about that too, because obviously then Miley Cyrus came along later in the year. But, uh, but one of the things that, uh, you know, we've often said is, um, you know, it's amazing that you talk about, you, you have all these platforms, right? I mean, ultimately, when you talk about being an influencer, being someone that influences other people, in reality, I mean, again, you know, we, we've talked about sort of a couple of years ago, Beyonce going vegan for Coachella and that becoming such a movement, uh, even though she's not vegan, she's not plant-based today, for example. But just in those two months, the, that kind of, you know, it's almost like such a monumental shift that happens just because someone with a platform with millions of millions of followers can stand up and say something strongly and effectively and it gets hurt right and i think it's really interesting that uh, what he's been doing obviously i mean he's been doing for a while he's he's taken every opportunity he can to talk about things like this which i think in and of itself is quite commendable because uh, in in an age where you see this kind of very wishy-washy attitude come from a lot of people 
but then to use a platform like the Oscars, which is, I mean, this is ultimately like it's the award ceremony, right? Like, I mean, anybody could, and and we all know these kind of clicks and what these things exist, right? Like he could very easily just not be invited to Oscar awards as a result of something like this, right? That there are, there are consequences to him. And in fact, I, I assume to, to some degree he has faced some of them, right? For being such an outspoken person, even previously, uh, where he's treated like a little bit of a, oh, you're, you're a little this crazy person, um, you know, who kind of just goes berserk at these things. So I think it's just uh, even more, I think, compelling that he, he decided to use a platform like the Oscars, which I think is it's not a small feat at all, um, you know, to stand up for stand up for a cause that he genuinely seems to believe in and, and st- you know, is still standing about and, and trying very, very hard to do something about. This world needs more of walking Phoenixes and Ricky Gervais's mm-hmm. and less of Miley Cyrus's and Donald Trump's, I guess. Well, uh, it's more uh, of a celebrity than anything else. Well, yeah. Uh, I think uh, for those who may not have caught the episode or may not be aware of the news as well, the reason we're referencing Miley Cyrus here is because uh, so she came out as being as having given up her vegan lifestyle a, a, a couple of months ago, and she kind of did it in this sort of whatever way on a podcast, you know, with Joe Rogan, where she kind of like, yeah, I've just given it up. And uh, of course, we'll we'll link to it and you can go listen to the full episode because we've kind of talked about it for about an hour, so we won't get into it all over again. But, uh, you know, one of the things that, that stood out for us, and it's still it's still a statement, by the way, like whenever uh, her name comes up in conversation or whenever, you know, this, which just happens a lot, right, when you're vegan and you're talking to people, um, it always, it just really rings me that, you know, someone could say like, yeah, you know, I, I had to shed a few tears when I ate my first fish. And as if that was okay, or or still my favorite line, which is like, you know, don't tell me I don't care for animals. I have some 20 sheep or something uh, in a farm somewhere, um, which I think is just so fundamentally, it kind of just exposes actually the kind of cognitive dissonance that really exists, right? I mean, and the number of people that will tell you that they're animal lovers, um, but they, they, you know, but what they mean actually is like pet lovers, right? And there's this whole dilemma that we, we talk about pretty often um and uh, and i've seen i've seen people uh, post a lot of things about how like you know uh, you know like the the dog meat festival really upset the dog festival really upsets them in china uh, but then they don't mind anything else don't be mean chirak she has brain fog all right oh that's what it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that was another i think uh, one of those bigger pieces of news i think we we talked about as well okay um, what else? Then we had the amazing pandemic creeping into our lives. At this stage, I don't think it's a highlight. I think that it just defined our year. No, it did. I mean, I'm, um, I still maintain that. I think any anybody that is doing any kind of person of the year, event of the year, anything, like if, if the coronavirus is not uh, that, then, you know, then I don't think you know how to analyze a year. <laughs> like it's, there's, there's nothing else that is defined and, and, and curtailed and um, questioned um, our, 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 our existence almost than this has, I think, at least in our lifetimes. Yeah. And we all know the negativities of this, so we're not going to harp over it. We've already spoken or dedicated two full episodes about um, the uh, coronavirus and its relation with veganism, with the planet and its destruction and so on. But one good thing that kind of happened was, um, even though it wasn't very long lasting um, and everyone had these hopes that people are going to come out different from it, more knowledgeable, more aware and more compassionate did not happen at all. Oh, and that's uh, also, but, um, it is something we talked about too on those episodes, but um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, we did. 
But one nice thing that naturally happened was because everyone was on um, a lockdown and indoors, uh, the pollution levels around the world reduced um, drastically. Uh, the temperatures corrected themselves minimalistically. Um, there were more animals on the streets than there were people, which was great. The wildlife was now able to come out and just live their lives normally. So I think that was a little bit of um, a blessing in disguise with this pandemic. Lasted, did not last very long, but at least it was there. Uh, and it was good to see how the world can function um, and restore itself once humans are not around. Yeah, and I think um, even even from a, I think I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that from a mindset perspective, a lot should have changed as well, right? So, uh, a lot of um, yeah, I mean, we we've again we've we've spoken about this, we've used these examples many times, but this idea of like taking a flight just to, to take a meeting for a day, you know, kind of uh, lifestyle that we were leading for a very long time, uh, suddenly, I mean, because we were forced not to be able to do that, now suddenly people are you know obviously remote calling and all of this stuff has become so so normal for us, right? Today, like six months in or six months later. Uh, saying that I'll oh yeah, we'll just get on we'll just jump on Zoom or just get on a phone call it's just the most normalist thing like even uh, you're talking like forget intra uh, country or cities or whatever like even within Dubai right for us here uh, most people are just like do you want to just jump on a call like why we don't need to meet about this right and this uh, kind yeah. of change in ch- change in mindset I, I hope it stays I mean I think obviously there's a lot more uh, we're, st- we're still not kind of out of this and there's you know I'm sure the next quarter is going to be super interesting in many ways um, so we have to see what happens there, but uh, but I do question, and we have as well in the past, that um, can we maintain it? Will we maintain it? Will we get back to our usual convenience, or will we say, hey, you know, we find kind of figured out a better, more efficient, more safer way to do this? Let's keep doing that. Um, and I think one of the downsides that came out of all this, of course, and we spoke about this. Uh, so one of the downsides that came about this, uh, sorry, one of the downsides that came out out of this is as we've seen now there you know so plastic masks uh, single use plastic has kind of kind of been going on an up curve suddenly because it's deemed as the safe way to deal with things uh, you know the reports of uh, disposable masks and things showing up in the oceans now is starting to gain more prominence so there are there's this uh, unfortunate downside that's also happening that i think uh, is something we need to be very very mindful of i do feel like the Single-use plastic movement, if I have to separate that as an individual thing, uh, took a hit this year, for sure, uh, in so many ways and in, in almost anywhere in the world, right? Um, I mean, uh, I, I hear we, like our deliveries started getting packed in extra plastic just after sanitizations, um, you know, and, and so that's, again, I think one of those um, unfortunate things. And I still see people like preferring disposable masks over cloth masks. Uh, or or any kind of recyclable material, right? Like it's just easy for them to just pick up a mask in the morning and throw it at the end of the day. Um, so this is something I think, you know, I would like to encourage people to try not to do because there is going to be an impact of this later, even if we don't see it today. Um, that That is something I think we cannot, we can't deviate on that just because we are dealing with this, I think. I actually see, I don't know if it's, it's a Europe thing or I see a lot of people use... Um, reusable masks rather than disposable masks. I don't, I don't see a lot of blues. Okay, firstly, I don't see a lot of masks on people. Right, that's a different that's, debate. That's yeah. a topic for yeah. another day. Yeah. Uh, but whatever I see is mostly reusable stuff. I don't see the whites and the blues, the annoying ones. Yeah, that's good. So, Here, I think for me, it's like nine and a half out of 10 is disposable. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, okay, what else do we have? 
So there were a couple of smaller pieces of news that we kind of talked about. I think we had, uh, you know, like Roger Federer coming out and launching a you know, line of vegan footwear, for example, uh, yeah. which I thought was interesting again. And uh, I've, to some level, I think any non-food <laughs> related news is always interesting to me because it's kind of just a nice reminder that, hey, veganism is about other things too, not just what you eat. Um, so it was nice to see. Um, and not just, I mean, he, he did, of course, a f- for more formal launch, but we've seen... Um, a lot of little vendors like attempt to do as we were just talking about like recycling masks, reusable masks, fashionable masks that are, that are reusable, recyclable, um, as just different ways of kind of dealing with the problem or dealing with the demand, but without like sort of harming the environment as well. I think uh, veganism also became a bit mainstream. Um, in general, because uh, in 2020, there were dietary justice advocates that stepped up um, and protested against the use of dairy uh, in the American systems of um, dietary guidelines. So they kind of fought uh, on that. And um, I think there was a similar, um, what's the other thing we talked about? It's pretty similar to this. The Canadian um, guide last year yes, correct. actually focused more on... It was uh, the, the school nutrition guide or whatever that... Uh, or the school, sorry, the food guide that, that advises on the, nutrition. The food guide, and, yeah. and actually said, I think, yeah. to do a meat-free day every week and something to that effect, I think. Yeah, and it was leaning more towards a plant-based diet than a more uh, dairy, meat-heavy yeah. diet. So now, obviously, the U.S. Um, is not going to lean towards that very soon but at least we can see some progress yeah, um, hopefully yeah. now with a better government and um, no we haven't spoken about that highlight yeah. I think one of the things that was interesting as well is we've seen a lot of announcements and this has to be fair been going on since uh, for a couple of years and we saw a lot of news last year too um, I think the KFC and stuff news was last year uh, where a lot of fast food chains are starting to kind of offer options. Um, and it's becoming prevalent enough that it's showing up here, I think, which is probably <laughs> the reason why it's uh, it's something we're talking about a bit more as well. Uh, so, I mean, we had the whole Burger King fiasco. And again, this is we can just point you to that episode to talk about kind of our analysis of how they handled that launch. But the matter is that, uh, you know, we have like sort of a plant-based Whopper coming out of, uh, say, a Burger King uh, Papa John's last week or two weeks ago uh, launched a vegan line of pizzas uh, and kind of, I mean, now they're, they're kind of doing the announcements, the marketing now, but I was just browsing and it just kind of showed up in the, in the thing and I thought that was quite surprising, uh, which is not, I mean, it's not crazily priced either, which I thought was interesting. Um, I mean, today when you look at the easy to go food options, so I think pizza is one of them. Um, Subway. Subway did, yeah, you're right. But Subway only did it for uh, for uh, vegan month like november so they've taken it off the menu so so i don't know if it was like a testing thing and then when they'll bring it back but it's definitely not on the menu anymore um Uh, that sucks yeah that's a bit sad yeah um but uh but we're seeing like a lot of i think fast food chains and then we've seen more announcements right so i think mcdonald's came out with some uh, there was a news uh last a couple of weeks ago as well saying that they were going to introduce i think they've tied up with uh with beyond or impossible now I'm, i'm i'm mixing the companies up but but anyway, they're, they're looking to offer uh, things like, uh, I think, chicken nuggets and other things that are sort of, quote-unquote, uh, replacement or mock meats. Um, and we've seen here, I think, uh, I think now just about every pizza place, I think, barring Pizza Hut maybe, um, you know, at least the major ones offer, um, you know, vegan option or vegan upgrade or whatever you want to call it, 
which was something that was like two places like a year ago or a year and a half ago, right? Which I think is quite quite telling. Um, but you're starting to see even like burger places and other things are starting to kind of open it. I mean, I'm obviously just, I mean, and I, this is a little anecdotal because unfortunately we haven't been out much this year, so <laughs> we don't get to see uh, a lot of things. But, you know, again, just in general, you see the um, the idea of saying, oh, I'm vegan. Okay, wait, so you can't eat this, you can't eat that kind of, I, I've not had to do that explanation much uh, anymore. Uh, we're seeing more and more restaurants come out with actually dedicated vegan options. So it's not like we can veganize this, but it's also actually like, oh, this dish actually happens to be vegan. And this is our vegan offering on the menu. Um, so I, th that was kind of like, I think, one of those custom things that was kind of happening gradually. But it's really nice to see the fast food chains kind of step up as well, because that's the quickest. Again, it's always mass, right? It's always the quickest way to proper mainstream adoption, I think. And... Um, so it's good to see it's good to see the Papa John's and the KFCs and the McDonald's kind of step up. And I know a lot of vegans kind of feel very weird about this, and they feel like ultimately it's still going to, um, you know, companies that are uh, extremely exploitative. Hello, little cat. <laughs> uh, that are extremely exploitative of um, of animals anyway. Uh, but I mean, to me, it's ultimately it gives us a chance to to talk with our wallets, which I think is very powerful. Yeah. I agree. Um, I've been pretty much giving a lot of my wallet money to Papa John's here. Okay. And uh, ordering uh, their vegan pizzas. There's one right by my house. There's a Domino's and a Papa John's. Vegan fast food for the win. That's the future. Yeah, and I, I think that that's... Uh... We don't need healthy vegans in our <laughs> cult. In our cult. <laughs> so we... Open admission, you know, like <laughs> the vegans are accepting their cult. No, I think it's um yeah, no, like I said, I, I think it's I think it's a really good thing. Uh, I'm very happy to see that. Uh I as you know and we've talked about many times on the show, I'm not really a huge junk food person like Heathel is, but uh I still that doesn't mean I don't like it and I don't uh, enjoy it. And I think for from an awareness perspective, I think it's fabulous, right? That um that more fast food chains are doing it. I mean, if you start offering it in the food courts, to me that's like the ultimate sign of you know, acceptance that, hey, this is an option, this is a thing people prefer, and it doesn't have to be priced out uh, in silly ways just to cater to it as a fad or a specialist diet, right? It isn't, and I think that that's really nice. I think there was one thing that I wanted to mention is, uh, it's pretty heartbreaking because uh, because of the COVID lockdown, a lot of restaurants shut down, um, and... Um, a lot of, um, well, the good thing was that a lot of slaughterhouses, uh, dairy farms were losing money and were forced to close down. There was this one image that was floating around the internet where farmers had to literally throw all the excess milk that they had, right, in the dumps, like on the ground, in the river, yeah, yeah. wherever they could find it. They were obviously causing pollution, but um, it just hurt to see how, those cows were treated to eventually not they even have their products consumed yeah. and yeah. go to waste. So I don't know whether I'm happy about the fact that these dairy farms and slaughterhouses closed or whether I'm sad about the fact that those animals have nowhere to go. You can't just release them in the wild because they weren't meant to be wild animals in the first place. We had this news as well, and, right, uh, of um, this big farmer, I think, saying, well, I have to kill all my pigs now because nobody's going to buy them from me, even though I've spent yeah. all this time fattening them. Uh, I mean, for pork purposes. Um, yeah, I think it's it's one of those really... This year has been a lot about churn, right? Like we have seen, uh, you know, moves that 
you know would have taken years to happen have happened in significant uh, ways in very short times i mean you look at things like just whatever digital adoption or remote working all of this all of these trends um the fnb industry obviously has taken a lot of hits um, you know we we've been kind of seeing actually by the way there has been this trend and we talked about it i think when we were doing our recap last year or was it maybe year before about how like um we're seeing the dairy industry kind of lose um its annual sort of market share uh, or revenue uh because plant based alternatives and i think dairy is the one gets hit, gets hit a bit more because it also incorporates for example dairy allergies and people who are allergic to dairy and can't have dairy and so a lot of people prefer alternative uh or dairy free options as opposed to meat free options right so that's the industry where you see the most of it uh and we've seen as well uh you know uh, beyond meat and so on having such stellar ipos and um doing and growing as a business in in such massive ways right i mean they're talking about branching out into other things and uh and we're seeing a lot of this kind of news come through um and i think that this is something that this year is going to kind of cause an effect for even more the downside is that during that transition of course you will have news like this right where um i was looking at a couple of pieces of news that were saying how like uh, the dairy industry has taken hits this year the meat industry has taken hits this year in terms of overall sales uh partly again because it's also in, it's kind of an indirect impact of restaurants not just because people are picking other things uh, but partly it's it's both right and um yeah. yeah so i think it's one of those things it's really unfortunate i mean you obviously you don't want to see that you don't i mean this idea of like i said this idea of killing pigs just because well they were supposed to go to the slaughterhouse but the slaughterhouse don't want to buy them because now they don't have people to sell it to um i mean this is a, it's a very messy thing and it, it, it for me it's like it's so telling of really where we've come right where it's like well we've got these pigs and we've their entire purpose in life was to be slaughtered by us uh and so we're just going to kill them <laughs> and i was just like why didn't why was an option not to just be like okay let's find a i don't know somewhere we can release them and let them go live um you know it's like not even in consideration like so that's kind of a very very sad thing for me yeah and close a home over here in netherlands they recently um had to shut down all mink farms mm. so mink farming is pretty prevalent here in the netherlands in the nordics um and it turned out that um minks were quite prone to carrying this virus or a variant of it and so they just gassed and killed thousands and thousands of minks uh and like you said right it just shows where we've reached as humanity how we don't even think twice before allowing such things to happen in the name of food in the name of fashion um how we don't even see the repercussions that other beings have to go through or suffer um so it it really really breaks my heart but i guess for any new revolutionary change to come in there is going to be certain losses and i'm hoping um the cynical me still doesn't think that we've learned our lesson uh and we won't until we have to go through even worse pandemics in the future which i think we will if we continue going at this pace um but i want to be hopeful that you know this um this really actually changes people's perceptions and perspectives in life and makes them more responsible um just as a species and they understand that they share the planet with other beings as well yeah it's telling right like when you when you when you're talking about this sort of the ming farm story and stuff it wasn't even debated right almost at all it was just announced here we go we're going to do this and i think it's uh, again again telling of where how we see ourselves um as as um, as a species as you're saying 
Um, and this is true, by the yeah. way, you see that happening worldwide, right? Like uh, all of these kind of random decisions sometimes getting taken without really uh, any thought, uh, which is in and of itself um, kind of uh, questionable. But then yeah, imagine like we, we, we talk about sort of the coronavirus being this thing that is entirely, in, whether directly or indirectly, depending on where you stand on that, uh, being a human issue, ultimately. Um, and then now that's caused an infection of minks that were being bred for fur, and now we're killing them too. And it's a, it's just like the, the, it's so many layers of convolution and uh, so many layers of a mess, really. So um, yeah, and let's not even forget about the animals that would have been tested for the vaccination trials. Uh, I mean, that's again something that um, man, it's a whole different uh, debate. Yeah. Okay, let's end this episode with some sort of a positive highlight from you? Uh, well, I don't know if uh, positive, but I, I came across this really interesting piece of news actually that I wanted to share. Um, so there was a survey that was done in the UK uh, that basically said that Brits, um, Brits prefer buying products that are labeled plant-based versus buying products that are labeled, uh, sorry. They, yeah, they prefer plant-based over vegan and vegetarian. And I thought that, that was an interesting kind of just a, it just made me think a little bit, right? Like what could be kind of the reason? I mean, they, they postulate a couple of things. They say that there is a, a negative connotation attached to uh, like the vegan label, uh, which is something that is on, on multiple levels. One is that it's like this fat thing that I don't know if I'll be able to, I don't know if this product will be around. I don't know if it'll be around for a while, whatever it could be one of the reasons. Uh, the other one is just the fact that it's you know it's vegan is a is a different thing. Plant based sounds cooler and sounds like you're in some way cooler, but also it's also like a health. It's the healthy thing to do. Uh, and I mean you know it's 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 interesting. Like we have created this distinction many times on the show, right? Like what is vegan is actually it's the whole lifestyle. Plant based is the diet ultimately, right? Uh, but a lot of people think of it as a very different thing. That vegan is this very strict thing, and plant based is this thing I can just do with my food. Um, and I think that that's, and, and then it's become kind of morphed as a meaning to mean like plant-based is healthier for you, which is uh, maybe on some level kind of true, but I mean, you can eat some very, obviously we've been talking about junk food ultimately. If we say that a Papa John's is introducing a vegan pizza, ultimately that's a plant-based pizza, right? And so that can be potentially, or, or, or whatever, McDonald's fries that are plant-based are potentially as unhealthy as uh, any, anything else. Uh, and then the one thing that that also was pointed out because it was a study done in the UK that there is a uh, there could be also a connotation that um, uh, vegetarian food and also vegan food to some extent is is considered to be bland and boring. Uh, so I mean I know this is a mentality thing, right? A lot of people feel like if there's no meat in the diet, it's not going to be correct. Uh, plant-based food has again this connotation of having mock options generally. So you see a plant-based mac and cheese as a thing, right? Whereas vegetarian food is like this sort of independent thing where you're just eating steamed vegetables. I don't know whether that's specifically the connotation, but I, I do hear that sometimes as being like a separate thing. Uh, and so that could be another reason why they feel as though uh, they, they, they find it like, as they, they treat it as something that is probably not going to be as tasty, but a plant-based thing is meant for me as a meat eater to have a meat-free option compared to a vegan thing. Um, and so that's kind of where... Um, uh, or some of the reasons that I explained as to why this is the case, but uh, the stat basically is that um, I think it said uh, like more than half, so it's about 60, almost 60% of consumers would rather buy plant-based, something that's labeled plant-based over a vegetarian or vegan thing. Um, 
so that's uh, it's just an interesting uh, i just thought it was an interesting piece of news it just made me think a little bit right like is this kind of like how much labeling something changes your perception of it even though ultimately we're kind of in the same space yeah i think we've spoken a great deal about how marketing influences your shopping yeah, decision especially for food yeah so we have a lot of episodes to link on to this one yeah this one uh, um, we talked about sort so of the brainwashing right <laughs> the brainwashing so what's what's been your um, i know it's hard to kind of be positive about this year but what's been your favorite uh, we can highlight uh maybe favorite is a bit of a it's a tricky word i think i i i think we had a we had an interesting in i mean when i look back from an episode point of view i think uh, the miley cyrus conversation was interesting um i think it just made us kind of unpack uh what seemed like a single statement in a way uh but had so many so many layers to it underneath uh, i'm not that that's not true of other places but i think um for me that just is just in terms of doing that debate with you and and kind of doing that uh was just really interesting i felt uh in terms of what we talked about this year Uh I mean other pieces of news were were all interesting no doubt but uh, but for me that was kind of when I was going through the list today I was kind of like actually you know that's the one episode that I would go back and listen to probably again um as just a just this interesting debate of how because it had everything right it had not just the person like kind of going from vegan to non-vegan but then also like how we had this conversation about how you know when when you turn vegan everybody becomes a nutritionist when you leave veganism suddenly you're the expert on veganism like it's just this whole weird like convoluted thing and then of course the celebrity angle and the way she did it and then sort of her justification like there were so many different things to unpack so for me i think that was kind of like a big um or like a layered piece of news that that we kind of talked about how about you um i guess for me it has to be the first lockdown um and i'm literally just trying to bring out some sort of a positive news out of this entire covid situation but i quite like the fact that we were forced to kind of sit indoors and think about what we've done and you know uh, a lot of people constantly question human existence mm. what would the world be if we didn't exist um and i'm quite fascinated by that and i actually got a first hand chance to look, look into it mm. of what really happens when there are no humans around obviously we're still there but we're not out there meddling with other uh, beings affairs and um and i also think that this was um some tiny ray of uh, hope and light in an otherwise dark situation where people now have been um able to see what it is like what is the destruction that we are causing first hand they could actually see um how the world is affected by Uh, us not being responsible uh, and sustainable um and so the next time that this happens like i said i'm quite certain that this is going to happen again i don't know in how many years but it will um they would already know um and hopefully um if not most of them then at least some of them are now looking at changing the way they live uh, and learn something from this so i think for me that's been a highlight I think I mean yeah I know we've also talked about the apprehension of um, cognitive dissonance and the fact that we kind of we do feel like people are kind of mentally moving themselves back into the old rhythms uh but I think you're right that um it it really I I think a lot of people were not just not even aware and they may have forgotten today 
uh, but they were not even aware um, of the kind of impact they had. And these these news about like when you talk about the pollution um, in indices around the world in in major cities where pollution is a big issue, um, animals sort of roaming on the streets. Of course, we've we've talked about that. Uh, these kind of visuals, and you know, there were there were a lot of other water becoming bluer in certain parts of the world and so on, uh, being very very strong visuals of the kind of impact we're having that the moment we removed us, it took like two weeks for all of this to kind of correct. Uh, and I think maybe that's probably, you're right, that's probably the note we should end the year on is to remember and not forget that, um, you know, not only is our impact a good, it was not just about the theory, we, we actually got a chance to experience that taking us off the streets, quite literally, um, had an immediate impact on the environment or somewhat impact on the environment in many ways. I mean, we talked about the waste thing just now and how that was delayed by one one month this year. Um, and, and I think if we can kind of remember that and take steps towards that, even as individuals, I think we'll start to see bigger things. We should ideally take that step, uh, many steps further and make our governments and our companies accountable uh, for this thing. And I think there is some level of awareness for it, but it was I think it was nice to just put data against it this year. So on that note, be nice. Yeah. Enjoy your holidays. Wherever you are in the world, uh, yeah, have a safe celebration. Um, please follow the guidelines wherever and however Keep it applies. Keep your plate during your festivities. Yeah. Um, do not burn firecrackers. And let's hope that you guys behave yourselves and we behave ourselves in 2021. Let's just leave it at that. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Ciao. Hi there, this is Shrag from Amaya Media, and we're giving away a pair of Apple's new AirPods Pro. All you have to do is take a short survey for us. We're looking to improve our shows and better understand what you, our listeners, like or perhaps don't like when it comes to podcasts. You can find a link to the survey in the show notes or visit our website, amaya.media, for more information. It won't take more than two minutes of your time, and we'd really appreciate it.